0: Hi everyone, this is Martin Torres, your host, and you're listening to Northwest Creatives Podcast. Here you'll hear from creatives from all around the Pacific Northwest with the hopes that their stories will inspire you and your creative journey. In today's episode, we have a conversation with Josh Foster, a Northwest creative here in Portland, Oregon. He is a worship leader, a musician, and a youth pastor. We can't wait for you to meet him. So with that said, let's get to it. Hi, Josh. How are you doing today man doing well good morning hey man it's so awesome to have you on this podcast thank you again for being on it and uh, why don't we just get straight to it man oh man I'm so excited um, how did we meet
1: um, you and I met let's see about a year and a half ago yeah through kind of various circumstances but what's funny is you met my brother, I think, like five years ago. Yeah, guitar and center. Was it when you were working guitar center? Yeah, okay, so yeah. and he would always talk to you, talk to me about his buddy Martin, and that's how he always referenced it. He'd be like, "My buddy Martin, my buddy Martin." He's Small like, "You buddy. gotta meet him," yeah. and um, I was like, "I love to, you know, meet him. I don't really know about who, who Martin is, but apparently he's your buddy." So yeah. um, I was like, "I want to meet him," and so. Uh, um, Kind of a couple years later, fast forward, um, I'm serving here at the church, and yeah. one of our associate pastors says, actually he says the same thing, he goes, you should meet my buddy, Martin, <laughs> and I don't know if you're everybody's buddy, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's that, that a- personality. I that just
0: have that effect. Yep. Just
1: so, um, <laughs> so we started talking, and then I was like, Martin, did how did you meet him? And he's like, I met him at Guitar Center. So... Um, put the two and two together, that yeah. you were the same buddy of my brother and our other associate pastor, Ryan. And um, so we got together and I think we went and had some uh, teriyaki chicken or something.
0: Yeah, And man. just talked for a couple we hours. We did, it was right downward, the, yep. uh, just down to the street, a couple lights from your church. Yep. Here at uh, Calvary Chapel Southeast, um, small world. Yep. Small world, so, man. And then that
1: was kind of the, the beginning of the
0: bromance. You know, yeah, so, yeah, the bro- <laughs> And we've been, been hanging
1: out ever since, so.
0: Dude, you are a joy to, to, to spend time with, man. Um, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where were you born and raised? I was born in the Dalles,
1: Oregon, so not that far from here. Yeah. Pretty small town. And um, I always joking with people, like, I'm just a small-town girl. And uh, just because mm-hmm. growing up, I mean, literally, my first job is I worked on a cherry farm. Oh. And so cherries. You know, um worked on a farm. Um, grew up in a pretty large family and uh, my dad was a pastor and so you know, I was constantly with and connected to the church and so that was um, kind of general growing up, got some guitar lessons when I was about 12 years old I think, 11? Yeah. and uh, my grandparents started taking me guitar lessons and um, I was the tag along, my older siblings were actually learning guitar yeah. and I begged my parents to let me go and learn guitar as well. What's pretty funny is that they both quit, and then I actually stuck with it. And yeah. so um, hopefully they'll pick it up again someday. But yeah, uh, yeah so that um, was kind of growing up, growing up out in the Dalles, um, pretty adventurous yeah. you know, yeah. time while I was out there, and a lot of outdoors. And so um, I kind of crave that now, getting outside and riding dirt bikes or doing different things. And um, yeah, so that was kind of kind of humble beginnings, I guess you would say, and then um, lived down in Southern Oregon for a little bit, and that was a sweet um, time. Totally different culture than the Dalles. Uh, still a small town, actually smaller town. You know, the Dallas is like twenty thousand people, yeah. which is small. Wow. But then moved down to a little town in Southern Oregon called Myrtle Creek. Myrtle. And Creek. if you're local, it's Myrtle Creek. Myrtle. Middles- and and uh, it's like twenty five hundred people. Wow. And yeah, just total culture shock for me did not <laughs> did not fit in, and uh, but it was still a cool time to learn how to just love on some other people well and yeah. people who are different. And then fast forward a few more years and ended up moving out to Cannon Beach. While I was there, that was a big growing time for me musically, just rubbing shoulders with different musicians and different folks who I was at a Bible college out there. And um, and so there was a lot of different musicians on campus and. I had an opportunity to lead music every week, wow. and uh, I can think of some of those set lists and stuff and how horrible they were, oh, awesome. uh, looking back. But it was a big growing time and letting a young guy um, try out, you know, different stuff. Yeah. And the church that we were um, serving with was very gracious, so that was sweet. And um, yeah, then uh, got married, came out this way, ended up, you know, going back to Southern Oregon for a little while, then up here in Portland, and
0: the rest is history yeah yeah. dude that's awesome so tell us a little bit like you know growing up in in the Dalles uh, what kind of career did you always envision for yourself man
1: um you know when I was pretty young actually there was a guy who's at our church he was the youth leader at the church and he was in graphic design Hmm. and as a kid I thought that was like the coolest thing ever was graphic design so actually for a long time I was on a trajectory to go to art school and awesome. I do graphic design and
0: what particular um, school where
1: you know i wanted to come out here to portland um i don't remember what the what the name of it was i sent out i remember doing some like applications and stuff when i was pretty young and um but then you know actually about 15 16 that's when i came to know the lord when i started following christ and so um just kind of took me on a different trajectory yeah. for a while and um so now i think i'm kind of dabbling more back in some graphic design and i enjoy it i love it but um i don't have a degree or anything i'm a hobbyist by by far by f- for sure and um so that was that was kind of the path i was looking at and where i wanted to go honestly for a long time and then um it's uh, pretty funny actually. I was like in line to the farm I worked at to basically help manage and take it over. Oh wow. And so um, if I had it moved from the Dallas, that was kind of the path that I was also on was I don't know what that would have looked like with graphic design or yeah, anything like yeah. that, but um, yeah, but so that was kind of growing up pretty yeah, once again, very small town. That's, graphic designing, man. Yeah.
0: I love graphic designing stuff. So you're kind of are you familiar then with Adobe Photoshop and oh, yeah, Adobe yeah. Illustrator? And...
1: Yeah, it's progressed a lot. Yeah. since that time. Yeah. And um, my dad, you know, he was he's super cool, very supportive, and um, but they couldn't afford uh, Photoshop, you know, yeah. and they wanted to help me out get some computer software. So they got me, like, I don't want to say it's the ripoff, so if anybody uses this, I, I apologize, but it's called Corel. Corel and I've, it's like, I've heard of Corel. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like Adobe's, like, little brother or something, I don't know. It, has, it definitely has some similar principles yeah. that may or may not have been. Um, stolen yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but uh, but that's what I actually used a lot of was Corel and then I have used a little bit of Photoshop. And... Yeah.
0: I still use and I'm sorry for all you really serious graphic designers out there that are like doing this as a career, and I'm still rocking the CS4 Really <laughs> see <laughs> It works still yeah. um, but during this last update, it asked me if I want to update and download the new software. I said yes, but I didn't open it because Uh, then it said these two particular softwares are too old. So if you open it, it's not going to work anymore. It's gonna be over, over,
1: man. You'll never be able to go back.
0: (laughs) And then I was like, well, then I would have to go to the cloud base, which I think is a genius move on you know Adobe's end because of all that was going on with people selling, you know. So good for you, Adobe. I mean, um, which made it a lot affordable. I'm going to probably hold out as long as I can until my computer (laughs) just won't let you do it anymore. (laughs) Then it just freezes for like half an hour. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Adobe graphic designing. So when did you realize that God was calling you into the ministry of leading worship? And what were things, you know, that kind of helped you, that helped prepare you along the way to like, oh,
1: this is it. Well, um, my brother, my oldest brother, who I mentioned earlier, Tim, uh, he was leading worship at our church there in the Dells and so grew up Baptist, Southern Baptist. And so up until about the age of probably 10 for me, oh, we si- we were singing hymns yeah. only in our church. And my brother Tim is so funny. He like wanted to sing some like Tomlin songs and um, Michael W. Smith. And there was a oh, bunch of that, like yeah. kind of an uprising in the church that... You know, it's like, what? He's bringing it like the devil's box with the guitar and all this stuff. So uh, he kind of paved the way for that, to be honest with you. And so shout out to my bro. But um, then he asked me a few years later, he's like, do you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, play some like backup? Yeah. Just guitar. And um, I was like, okay, you know, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And to be honest, I probably was more of a distraction. But, um, you know, he gave me a shot and, uh, was caring for me through that, and so that was kind of the beginning of me doing that. Well, then, um, you know, I was like, wow oh, I really, really enjoy this and, um, you know, get to encourage folks through music and yeah. love it. So I um, took that and then um, just asked the Lord, actually, after I came to know, know the Lord, started following Jesus. I was like, Lord, just use us however you want to do. Yeah. You know, I just really gave that to him. And. Um, you know, a few years later, I'm down Southern Oregon, and kind of similar situation. There was a gal down there leading some music on guitar, and yeah. I was kind of, a, you know, just about out of high school at this point. And she's like, hey, Josh, do you wanna play some guitar? Just kind of strum behind or whatever, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I can do that. Well then, um, not that long after she got married, she went to a different church. Yeah. So then, um, my dad was the pastor in there, and he's like, "Okay, well, I guess you're up to bat." And I was like, "You uh, know," <laughs> and uh, I look at back at that time as I was like fumbling around, and I put so much stress and like pressure on myself that it needed to be, yeah. you know, this I don't know perfectionist thing, and um, you know, trying to figure out other musicians in the church, and there weren't many, so most of the time it was just me playing by myself. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that was a that was a big time <laughs> of learning for me and um, very you know, um, conservative Baptist church. And so about 90% of the crowd just yeah. had their arms folded throughout yeah. like the whole music time. Oh man! It would just like stare at me and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And, um, but at the same time, I think that was a big growing season for me where it's like, I had to come to the conclusion that not everyone was gonna like it. Yeah. You know, some people were gonna be ministered to and some people were not and um, and I think that's a struggle for every worship leader. Yeah. And um, so, so that went. You know, that was a couple years though. I did that for about I think a year and a half, two years. And um, yeah, it was it was a big big learning season. You know, I put way too much stress on my set list. I was like, man, if I pick the wrong songs, I'm gonna send people to hell. Like, you know, I was just super concerned <laughs> and stuff. Where now I'm, I like look back and like, what was I doing? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Lord was using that. And uh, so so from there. You know, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm playing music in front of all these people, and most of them are kind of saying like, maybe you should think of something else. Oh, you know, and uh, I remember even my my parents, as sweet and supportive as they are, um, my dad. I remember one time I, I really worked hard on the set list and everything, and yeah. worked hard on the songs, and afterwards um, I asked my dad, I was like, dad, how did you think it went? And He goes, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the best he could come up with. I was like okay thanks you know so um so yeah by the time i got to college i was like maybe i'm not the best at this thing maybe i should just kind of go ahead and drop it and let somebody else do it and um that was sweet because there was a lot of people who came alongside of me that i was just playing music with and stuff they're like you know josh actually i think like you have a heart for this and uh we can see you want to care for people and um And you also, you know, you can you can actually play these songs. Like you're doing okay. You're not you're not you're too hard on yourself, and um, so that was a huge encouragement time for me. Uh, Just having people come alongside, like, no, you're you're doing well, and um, so that was a time where I was like, okay, I could I would love to serve in the church, but I don't know I could I could actually see it happening (laughs) and what that would look like. Um, Yeah, just for various reasons, I think a lot of insecurities. To be honest with you. But, um, you know, I went on from there. I was, you know, wanting to maybe reach out and send some resumes to churches. Yeah. And one of the churches I sent a resume to is down in California, Church of the Open Door. Love the folks down there. And um, one of my family members is extremely familiar with that church. Yeah. And so um, they, uh, <laughs> I told them I was going to put in an application for going down there. And um, they said to me, they're like, Josh, you, you can never play music in a church that big. Oh, like, you you would never no. be good enough to play music in a church like that. And I was like, you know, thanks for that uh, encouragement. They're tough, like, dude. And it was kind of like this backhanded compliment, like, no, no, no. I'm not saying anything against you. It's just you'll never be good enough. It's like, <laughs> okay, so you can say it again. Thank <laughs> My you. My God. So, um, you know, so for a while there, I was like, man, maybe yeah. maybe it's true. Maybe I just yeah, won't ever yeah. do well. And um, but yeah, Lord you know, moved my wife and I up here. And um, yeah, I wasn't trying to leverage anything or yeah. do anything crazy. And um, we just came, visited the church and felt right about it. And so we were just hanging out and attending and serving, serving where we could here yeah. at Calvary Chapel Southeast yeah. okay. here in Portland. And so just got some different opportunities. Hey, would you like to help out with some music stuff? And sure, you know, I'll, I'll come yeah. bring my guitar and stuff. And then just kind of, Lord opened the doors and then eventually um, they asked if I'd want to come on staff. And so yeah. so for me, like this is totally just a God's grace thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, I don't have a degree in music. I don't have yeah. a um, degree in theology either. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the Lord totally had to orchestrate and bring me here. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love what I get to do and get to be a part
0: yeah. of and, and serve the body, so. Well, I will tell you this all, if you haven't been to Calvary Chapel Southeast, um, if you have an opportunity and you're, you know, nearby, or maybe you're you're in Portland visiting for the weekend, you come out and check out Calvary Chapel Southeast. I've been there. I've I've filled in a couple times for for Josh and, and other worship leaders that have been here, and it's an awesome community. You know, especially as a worship leader, you know, it's they're so easy to like engage with, man. They're like the like the the, the loudest bunch of worshipers, ready to just go into the throne room of grace. You know, and uh, Josh does such a great job. Uh, what was I, was I there two Sundays ago? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to come out and support and receive myself and, and Josh just did such a, a great job just leading us with grace, you know, and that shepherding kind of presence. And, um, dude, I loved your open chord progressions in the beginning, you know, just those songs that you chose. And that was
1: a bit, yeah, that was, that was something I picked up along the way
0: Dude, from some other guys. I loved it. Yeah, It was awesome. So who's had the biggest influence on your career as a worship leader? Like, who are some artists uh, or worship leaders that come up?
1: Totally, yeah. Um, I remember when I was younger, just kind of getting into more music and kind of the prevailing worship leader, it seemed like, in the United States at the time, maybe worldwide, I don't know, but it was Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Great guy, great music. For some reason, I had a difficult time singing a lot of his music. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's how it's written or leading it, I should say. And so um, I was trying to kind of figure out my own musical niche at the time and how I was going to lead. And stumble stumbled across when I was about 15, Phil Wickham. Yeah. And um, oh, I, love Phil I, Wickham. I heard his song Divine Romance. I think it was actually playing at my sister's wedding was the first time I heard it. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is a beautiful song." So, um, went home, looked it up on iTunes. You know, Apple Music wasn't around at the time, and so I was like, oh, God, "I'm gonna buy this. I wanna buy one of his albums and sing along." One, if you've heard any of the sing along albums, I heavily, you know, promote them yeah. because they're just great and um sing-along
0: but sing-along is just him on a guitar just him on a guitar and the audience yep. that is there that's it that's it that's it and there and he covers all his songs or does he do other songs
1: um he's doing pretty much all his own songs and then a lot of hymns throughout as well and so um yeah, so that's kind of what the sing-along albums look like the format and so someone across one of those and um all of a sudden it was kind of like a game changer for me i was like okay this is how i'd love to Play music yeah, and yeah. learning how to lead music and um, just even how it's structured and, and everything. So that was a huge influence on me. Yeah. And I listened to that sing along album probably once a day for the whole year when I was like 16. Wow, so it was so, just like. So I was just listening to it all the time. Not yeah. necessarily trying to copy paste yeah. by any means, but. Um, you know, like anything else, you listen to it, or you look at it, you read it, whatever, eventually it's going to start getting into the, like the fiber of who you are and how you do things as well. Yeah. And so um, that's had a huge influence on my music. I would probably say the other one, which is kind of funny as a worship leader, but um, that's influenced me the most is a lot of like instrumental stuff. So there's a yeah. musician, Andy Ortlog, I believe is his name. Okay. But he has a music project called Lowercase Noises. A lot of like ambient sounds. Is he the guitar player? Yep, guitar player. Oh, dude. Yep. yep. So a lot of, I love that guy. Yep. Yeah. A Good lot stuff. of ambient music, and um, so that's what I listen to a lot when I'm studying or reading or doing other yeah. things. And I know that that kind of plays out into how I transition music and yeah. things. Um, I love, uh, you know, a lot of just instrumental in general. Yeah. I listen to a lot of movie scores, film scores. Um, yeah. TV show scores, oh, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Actually, a great score is um, the music done for the TV show, This Is Us. And so...
0: I know I about the television, yep. the show, I have not really watched it.
1: Okay, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> if you didn't watch the show, although I do appreciate the show, yeah. but um, if you don't watch the show, just even listening to just the score for it, yeah, um, it's pretty sweet. And so different stuff like that, it's like these instrumental tracks, um, I love Bethel's lower, or, uh, I'm sorry, Bethel's um,
0: instrumental one with the typewriter. Without words. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Like so they have, the...
1: yeah, they have three of those, I believe now. Yeah. And um, So that's kind of influenced a lot of yeah. my, how I lead, also taken into the equation, not just the lyrics, although they're very powerful, yeah. but they're very much thinking through the musical side as well, transitions and how does that all play
0: together. I think the last one you shared with me was when I was visiting you last uh, a couple weeks ago is rivers and robots yep rivers and robots yeah and you love were, those guys you love actually those guys you were playing their instrumental mm-hmm. you know at the end yep yeah you know and yeah they have an
1: album called be still and yeah. beautiful album and yeah. so I, I uh, love listening to that one they're great um, songs that we sing collectively as a church yeah. that they've taken and put into an instrumental yeah. um, kind of indie modern vibe you know i so i i really appreciate it
0: yeah i got a friend of mine who invited me out to their concert uh that was happening at open doors they were hosting and they had a couple other musicians and uh kind of open up for them um yeah it did have that indie kind of even at some points, they have a little bit of now. just just a just a little bit of color of that mm-hmm. in there which is pretty cool but they're really they're really approachable kind of guys and and you can just tell me they they're living, you know. They're they're loving what they're doing man, oh, yeah. and getting to share it with the totally. world. Um, as a worship leader um, here uh, at Calvary Chapel Southeast, and you know, whether you're home uh, creating music uh, or at home uh, or here, um, I don't know if I said that twice. But uh, what's your creative process like? Like when you're setting preparing for songs, or even if you're just writing for yourself, mm. like what's that like?
1: Yeah. So. Um Kind of actually funny, a lot of those are hand in hand right now because what I'll be doing is preparing for a set list. Generally, set list, you know, I kind of have a sectioned off how I'm going to prepare. So I have you know a little bit more high energy at the front, contemplative in the middle, yeah. and then something um, extremely like singable, yeah. and you want to leave out on that note. And so yeah. um, so I already kind of have that in my mind. But then in between, I want to have a lot of different um, kind of opportunities just to pray yeah. and pray through what you've just been singing. So those are a lot of times, I don't know if this is a correct term, but I just call them like tag-ons. So I'm just tagging on a little bit extra to a song or something like that. And generally right now, that's actually when I write new songs. Yeah. is I start off with like this tag or these different lyrics that I'm kind of praying over and saying, hey, how can we sing this and pray this as a church? And then... Um, And then eventually I'll end up actually writing that into a full song. And um, some of them I share with the church, some of them I might share once or twice, and if they don't seem to really take hold, I'm like, okay, well, Lord, maybe you're moving in a different direction, or maybe that was just for a specific moment. Um, So that's kind of some of my creative process as far as just um, preparing for music, preparing for kind of any Sunday or uh, Wednesday. Um, songwriting, I mean, for a long time, I was just writing a ton of music. Yeah. And um, so I, I remember hearing this, and I, you know, hopefully no one is super bummed by this. But um, teacher, oh, I can't think of his name right now. I was listening to a ton of, like, uh, music lectures and stuff after I finished college, just in my own time. And um, one of the teachers I remember very well, he said, feel free to write um, just a ton of crappy songs, because crap is the best fertilizer, yeah, and yeah. so grow something you know <laughs> beautiful out of it. And so, as a, weird of a metaphor as that is, I was like, that really stuck with me. Yeah. And so I was writing, you know, one song up to sometimes three songs a day, for yeah. a while, and I wanted to try to complete them. So whatever that looked like, it had to have at least a couple verses and a chorus or something, you know. It, yeah, yeah. And um, so that was a good. Growing time for me musically because I kind of felt like I shifted from painting by numbers to like Picasso yeah. at that point, point. and um, so that's that was a sweet time where I was just writing a ton of music. Right now, um, my time frame doesn't lend to just writing a ton of music, um, but when I do get to write, I enjoy it. So that's that's some of the process.
0: Yeah. I love what you were sharing earlier about you know during when you're putting the setlist together and what things you're keeping in mind, especially tags. I, I, to be honest, lately, I haven't been doing that as much. Uh, now hearing you say that you do that, I, mean, I think it makes me want to like be more intentional about using that because normally, you know, when you said, let's sing and, and pray this together, mm, yeah, you yeah. know, let's see yeah, where this goes, yeah, you totally. know, just being vulnerable and just totally. being like, hey, you know, we don't have to know exactly where we're going with this, but there's something here. Totally. Let's be faithful to that. Let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit to like. You know, let us know what he's up to. Totally. As we're, you know, giving him the space for that. Totally. Um, Dude, that's awesome. That is so, so great. Um, So, how are you staying sharp spiritually, creatively, and musically these days, Josh? Oh, man.
1: Uh, Spiritually. Yeah. I will say I have throughout my Christian life done terrible with spending time with the Lord, or setting aside time and space with the Lord. So, you know, over the last two years, the Lord's just really put on my heart, like, you know, if you're gonna um, care for other people, you gotta be spending time with me. And not only just spending time with Him just to care for other people, but even just for my own life. Try to get up every morning, spend time just reading scripture. Um, I think for a long time I set a really high bar in my perfectionist, you know, mentality is like, um, I need to read an hour a day I need to read you know just whatever and um, now it's like now realistically I have two kids under the age of two and <laughs> I have a lot going on and um, so although I want to set aside that time and space for spending time with the Lord so um, I'm reading about a chapter two chapters every day yeah. just spending time with the Lord and then um, constantly going back to reading Brendan Manning books yeah so oh, Ragamuffin Gospel I'm um, about to dive into uh, Ruthless Trust. And, oh, man. Um, I also love, like, Scazzaro as well. And oh, so, dude, he's great, too. And so um, some of those ones, so I'll, you know, kind of read those side by side, maybe yeah. a chapter of Scripture, two chapters of Scripture, one chapter of a book. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, as funny as it sounds, a lot of times I just don't turn on my radio or anything in the car, and I just spend time praying when I'm in my, in my car. Yeah. Just even taking that time, it's like, okay, I have this time. Mm-hmm. I have this space. No one else is here. Yeah. I can talk loud if I want to, yeah. and just praying and talking with the Lord. And so, spiritually, that's that's something that I think the Lord has really been just using my life over the last two years. Super practical, just spending time with Him. Um, creatively, you know, I think a lot of it is just kind of switching back and forth to different forms of creativity. So, um, you know, musically, songwriting, learning more about music, yeah. learning more about song. Um, and then, you know, some of that then is like more creative. Let's do some graphic design. Yeah. Let's kind of mess around with some photography kind of stuff, yeah. and um, or maybe post edit photography more. You know, I don't. I'm not. I would not claim to be a photographer, <laughs> um, and just kind of mess around with things like that. Uh, yeah you know, a lot of my life over the last year, too, is we bought a house, so it kind of feels like diving Oof. into, like, interior design as yeah, well, and yeah, so kind of have all these different ideas and stuff, and I love working with my hands, and so um, so those are kind of different different things creatively as well, where I feel like kind of keeping sharp as well and just learning and growing.
0: If anybody needs a house built.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't call me. Don't call me. Yeah, call Ghostbusters first. <laughs> You know, you'd be better off.
0: <laughs> oh man! So, so what's been the best and worst advice uh, you've ever received?
1: Oh, uh, best advice I've received is actually what I shared earlier: is to show yourself a lot of grace. Yeah, show okay. yourself a lot of grace. And within, you know, creativity, I think um, you yeah. know, just keep working at your craft. Don't think of the practice as the mundane as a means to an end, but right. actually enjoy the practice, yeah. enjoy the rehearsals. Um, and in our you know context and also thinking of like rehearsal and practice is this is actually a form of worshiping god and um and so that's something that i think has been great great advice for me doing a lot actually i'll share short story you know teacher um who's teaching uh writing in front of a classroom says that um you know getting to uh you know a great song whatever it is getting to great writing is like this treasure that you're trying to dig down to and every shovel of dirt is whatever, if you want to call it practice or whatever, is shoveling down and getting just closer and closer down to that treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the bold students raises his hand and says, you know, so how do we know when we reach the treasure? And he says, you'll know because it's going to be gold. And yeah. so I think um, there comes this point where it's like, you just feel like, ah, oh, this is mundane or whatever yeah. in our creative process. But then you you find something that you write or you love or you really latch onto and you're like this is gold. You know even if the rest of the world doesn't love it, like yeah. this is something that um, something I'm proud of and I yeah. love and enjoy to do. And so, so for me, I think that's been been some good advice yeah. too. It's just like, um, just keep at it, keep yeah. stick with it, keep digging. Yep, yep, keep digging. Keep, keep getting through those shovels of dirt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's been the worst advice?
1: Oh man. I feel like I've gotten a lot of bad advice. But um, maybe what I shared earlier, just like you can never obtain this. You know, you can never do this thing. And I'm not saying, you know, we do have limits um, as humans, as individuals, and even in our gifting and everything. So I'm not saying that, you know, we can do whatever we want or anything like that. Um, But at the same time, not hinging all of our existence on what one person says. Yeah. You know, but actually like, no, maybe this is something that I am gifted in, that yeah. God has gifted me in. So yeah, that's been, you know, I've gotten that advice through time, actually multiple, multiple times. <laughs> so, so I think that would probably be some of the worst advice.
0: So would you say then, just cause I've heard you say it twice already, show yourself grace being the advice you'd give to those who desire to pursue a similar path? Mm. Or do you have another advice as like, yes, but here's something else.
1: Totally, yeah. I think um, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, don't be so, don't beat yourself up so much. And also, I think being willing to accept, hey, maybe I'm actually gifted in something else. Maybe it's still creative, um, but maybe I'm a really good sound engineer. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm really gifted in um, actually building up uh, the whole band as a whole and figuring out how to direct and where people are coming in and out and um, so I think there's a kind of a both and it's like, yeah, show yourself a lot of grace, but also realize your own limitations yeah. and like, hey, maybe I'm actually more gifted in something else. And you don't have to idolize one specific yeah. role. And I think so many times for some reason, everyone wants to be up on stage and idolizes that. I don't yeah. know. It's a big yeah. deal. But then not as many people want to you know, do projection or whatever, be in the booth. And it's like, man, but the sound person has the most control in the whole room. Yeah, don't
0: get him upset, huh? Don't, yeah, don't. yeah,
1: totally, totally. Yeah, you don't get him on the bad, <laughs> bad side of the sound guy.
0: My microphone isn't yeah, working engineer, this morning.
1: Totally, totally. For some reason, it just won't come on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think show yourself a lot of grace, but yeah. also don't idolize a certain yeah. role. Maybe God has something different for you. Yeah. Maybe you're gifted in a different area.
0: Yeah. And I think you know, um, if you're part of a really great, you know, church that we're um, under a really good worship pastors that kind of like, where there's other ways of exploring other areas, you know. Sometimes there's like, assessments, totally. you know, gifts, spiritual gifts assessments, totally. you know, uh, the Enneagram, the, the Myers-Briggs, um, you know, there's other opportunities, you know, within the, the music ministry or maybe, maybe outside of the music ministry. So if you're part of a church, you know, definitely tap in into those other creative expressions, mm. you know, and, um, and it's always good to just ask, what else can I do to, as I'm exploring, you know, where I totally. where, where do I fit? Where do I where do I most come alive? You know, totally. and I think, uh, yeah, I think yeah. That's...
1: That that term, you know, bloom where you're planted. Hmm. Like yeah. where you're at, you know, if if you have this small little section of influence, then just do your best. You know, just serve well, um, instead of always just thinking of oh, if I ever get to this opportunity yeah. or this level. And I didn't share that earlier, but you know, before um, serving here at the church or anything, I kind of came to a point where. I was like, Lord, I'm good with whatever. You know, yeah. if you want me to do, uh, you know, janitorial work, I don't know. If you yeah. want me to do for the kingdom of God, I'm good where wherever. I was very content, yeah. and um, and then the Lord, you know, kind of put me in the spot. And I'm not saying that that necessarily 100 percent correlates. Like, oh, you got to be so content, and then you're going to yeah. get this opportunity. I don't know about that. That's that's up to the Lord. But um, but at the same time, yeah, just having a lot of a lot of contentment, having very open open handed. About these different things as well, about these things that we're passionate about and coming before God, just like, hey, God, this is yours.
0: There you go. That's some good advice there. Um, what's been the most rewarding experience for you as a worship leader? You know, let's say recently.
1: Oh, man, recently, most rewarding experience. Um, I think probably anytime I get a lead in a pretty small group. Yeah. Yeah, because I just love that. I love it when you have, you know, you got 10, 20 people in a room, and you're singing out together. Yeah. And just the intimacy of sharing that moment and coming before the Lord. And, and something I love about it, too, is people will also generally, in those groups, it's kind of twofold. It's song and then prayer. yeah So you kind of hear what's on people's heart, and then you get to sing, and then you're like praying and singing. And um, I love it where it's more of a dialogue instead of a monologue. And so, and then, and then that being said, also within you know, when we're singing collectively as a church, um, hearing the body sing, you know, I think of myself much more as a choir leader than a concert performer. And um, so it's like, you know, trying to encourage the body and and singing out together and um, singing to the Lord. So um, those are very rewarding times for me. As far as I just love hearing the church sing. There's been a few times when I've led specifically by myself, if it's just my guitar and, uh, you know, microphone, whatever, um, the church is singing so loud. I can barely hear myself coming through the PA. And it's, uh, and that's like, for me, I, you know, I don't know if that's completely just a metric of success, you know, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, for me, it's like, wow, that is, it's just this beautiful time together. It's like, we're singing these lyrics out to the Lord. We're collective in this prayer together. Yeah. And it's just a very rewarding, rewarding
0: time for me. It's like your own, like, sing-along. I don't know, it's I don't like know. It's like a sing-along. <laughs> I, I will say, like, be when, that presumptuous. When, but when you're, when you're talking about, it, it's acoustic. Yeah. And it's just us. Yeah. Right. And then these people, these amazing people who are on this journey with you and they're just singing out. Right. And it's not, you know, like a particular order or it's being recorded or it's just raw and it's just, all right, Lord, where do you want to take this? Oh. You know, and um, your church, again, some of the most incredible worshipers, singers. So for all you who are out there who may not have a congregation yet, that's as engaging as Calvary Chapel Southeast during worship, you know, you know, just be patient, you know, give it time, you know, keep keep moving forward, love show yourself people. grace, yeah. love on people, you know, just keep moving, you know, and you, little by little as you trust God with these things, you know, and as you grow, I think God's growing you too, and your, your people that you're entrusted with, you'll start seeing that. Um, uh, what's been the most challenging thing about being a worship leader lately? Oh
1: man, as of late. Honestly, growing and leading a band. Okay. You know, growing and because when I was in college, we all were listening to the same kind of music. So it was very easy when we come together, play music. It was like we all kind of had the same goal in mind already before ever even showing up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we are you know, born around the same time, grew up listening to a lot of the same music. Now we're listening to the same music. And so. It's very easy. Where now, you know, a lot of the folks that I'm leading with are talented musicians, extremely talented musicians, but a lot of them have been playing um, double the lifetime of my life, you know? So yeah. it's like um, getting to talk with them and getting us all on the same trajectory musically. Now they bring so much to the table. Yeah. Um, but just giving direction and that we're all working together and caring for each other. Yeah. And um, so that's been a big growing time for me, you know, and this is totally a joke, taking out conduct sort of thing. But, um, uh, you know, I always tease, like, what does it matter if I gain the whole congregation, but lose my own worship team? You know, like, what is it, profit a man? And so, so, uh, you know, sometimes I could just tell there was some frustration at the end of rehearsals and stuff. And a lot of it was just me not communicating. Yeah. You know, Um, something I like to keep within my you know, storytelling and music, and I love any type of storytelling. Yeah. And, um, but one of the big things about storytelling is like punchlines and um, surprise and suspense. And so I love actually incorporating that into worship, and so you're not quite sure what song's coming up next. It's not completely... Um, so it doesn't just become mundane. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes I, without meaning to, would do that to the worship team as well. And then they're like, where the heck is Josh going? What is happening? So um, just communicating and loving the band well, realizing that, hey, if I communicate with them well, this is kind of like the love language towards our worship team. And so that's um, been a big, growing thing. But uh, thankfully, the team is so uh, gracious and caring to me, so um, caring for me through that.
0: That's great. That's some good stuff there, Josh. You know, you know, we're talking about like doing a lot of creativity work, a lot of serving, you know, a lot of doing. What does it look like in your world, Josh? Uh, what is it like to wind down at the end of a busy mm. as a busy week? You know, where you've done your job, you know, you've loved on the people of God, you've prepared your team, you've led worship together, and, and then you know, and then and the weekend comes Tell or whichever whichever day of rest you take, but what does what winding down look like to totally,
1: you? Totally, totally. Well, Sunday, you know, is actually a pretty long day for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I usually kind of starting at like 5, 5.30, waking yeah. up, and then I get back home about 2. So um, I don't consider that as being like my Sabbath day, so then yeah. it rolls over into Monday. And um, so then, yeah, Monday... Um, a lot of my time is spent with my family winding down. I love yeah. being with my kiddos, being with my wife. Uh, but something that the Lord recently impressed on me is when I was reading the Gospels, is you see Jesus, before he ministers, he goes to pray. Yeah. And then after he ministers, he goes and prays. <laughs> so that's been something I'm like, because sometimes it almost feels like when I get done leading something, it's like me time. Yeah. Like I'm just going to, you know, binge watch a show or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just like, this is my time now. Um, i've reached the finish line for the weekend yeah so uh, but now i'm like you know actually i need to spend some time just even uh praying to the lord and just thanking him and just seeking him because i think um also what i've seen as a pattern in my own life is uh post leading something especially if it goes well is when i'm most vulnerable um to like frustration or just any type of temptation or uh, getting frustrated with my wife or you know just life circumstances And um, so I think that's a, a vulnerable spot, it can be. So then, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna actually take that time to the Lord as well. And it doesn't mean I'm just gonna spend like, next 24 hours fasting and praying, <laughs> or something, you know, but, but spend some time praying and like, Lord, just thank you and keep continue working in, in my life um, after that time and God, you're still working. This is yeah. still a time of worship. Yeah. And um, and then a lot of times, you know, after spending time with my my family and um, there would be some point where I'll probably either read a book or read you know a portion of a book or something and um, for a long time that looked like a lot of like Bible commentaries and stuff I mean like, that was kind of my reading wow. and I was like okay I need to find Deep some. Stuff. I need to find something that's like a little different so like right now I'm actually just reading like a novel um, and then uh, as of recent I've actually been getting back into a little bit of video games because you know here in the Pacific Northwest for those of you who live out here, it's like doing outdoor activities becomes much more difficult through the fall, winter, yeah. spring. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so I spent some time just playing video games as of recent, just kind of unwinding and yeah. um, not, not super excessive or yeah. you know getting video game tattoos or something, but just like, you know, at a reasonable, <laughs> reasonable level. And, um, and then actually just as of yesterday, I um, got back out on my road bike yeah. And so then just getting that, you know, physical, um, some endorphins and stuff, yeah. energy kinda of worked off. So, um and that's that's always I love that. I love surfing. When I lived on the coast, it was definitely surfing, front
0: winding. What do you what do you and, do surfing right here? Is it just you have to drive all the way to Canada Yeah, I beach drive all the way out to like Canopy,
1: Seaside and you I, know, there's some good surf out there actually. I see a
0: lot of people, you know, on the Columbia River. Oh yeah, windsurfing. Wind windsurfing yeah. and yeah, all yeah, that, totally. you know, and totally. I, I don't I'm not brave enough, yeah, uh, to brave the, wa- the cold waters. Yeah. But um, you shared that you're, you know you're married. You got kids. Um, for all those worship leaders out there who are married, um, what's it been like as you embrace you know these rhythms and, and limits and rest? Mm. Um, what's that like to partner with your wife to making sure that you have totally. <laughs> time to wind down? Does she play a big role in making sure because you know? You make time for them and all that is what is that like for her to partner with you so that you have
1: yeah that's something I think we're we're actually learning we're figuring out more and more you know our kids are getting to a certain stage now where it's like okay we got to figure out time what does that look like and um, actually yesterday uh, on a healthy level we went and met with a marriage counselor and um, they're helping us actually walk through that what does that look like and so um, which is I think going to be a sweet journey but my wife, she is so supportive, and and I think for any worship leader, or any creative person out there with kids, um, and you know who's married, don't feel super offended by your wife when you you know you create something and you're so excited about it and you show it to them and you go, how do you think? What do you think this looks like? And they're like, it's fine, it's good, you know, because that's sometimes I think all the emotional energy my yeah. wife has to give. Yeah. And so as funny as it sounds, I don't go for go to her when yeah. I'm like excited about a project or something because yeah. I know that she's just tired, you know, she has her kids, she's raising yeah. babies, and so, but, um, yeah, she definitely makes makes space for me, um, and she'll watch the kids, you know, yeah. in, in our kiddos' bedroom, and then, and then vice versa, you know, I try to give her some time to get space and stuff as well.
0: What is one song that is currently resonating the most with your creation?
1: Hmm, yeah, probably "Waymaker." I feel like that is a great song. Um, Great lyrics, um, and then King of My Heart. Oh, King of My Heart. You know, which has been around for a long time, actually. Um, no, John C- Mark McMillan Cutlass. and I think Sarah McMillan, his wife, I want to say. Um,
0: so that, that's who I mean, wrote it. Yeah, what's isn't he part of a? Is it Skillet? It's not Skillet. Oh no, no. no. So then
1: so. Cutlass covered it. Yeah, Cutlass. Cutlass okay. covered it. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's another one. I think that just that chorus, "You Are yeah. Good." you know you're good and I think just coming back to that and that that's one that um you know I think for me is kind of a constant prayer it's like we're in this crazy chaotic world but God you're good
0: yeah you're good good and um, kind of
1: and I I just love even like the tempo and everything kind of matches I feel like where we're at a lot of times it's just kind of this bringing it down to um, this very intimate time with the Lord like Lord you are good yeah in the middle of whatever's going on in our circumstances
0: Waymaker and the king of my heart. If you haven't heard them, check them out and and see how they resonate with you and how it speaks to you, and especially in this season of of a lot going on in our world. Um, What are the three most important qualities, Josh, that a worship leader should have? Oh, man. Or that you've embraced yourself
1: like? I think loving God. Loving God. Loving people. Loving people. (laughs) Um, and being humble, you know, I think, I think having a humility and not like a false humility, like telling everyone like, Oh, I'm a piece of crap. Like, no, like a genuine, like, no, I'm, I'm going to put myself under the Lord and his guidance. And then also not having to have the answer all the time. Yeah. Those are the worst people to be around. Like it is so hard to serve alongside of someone and be like, Hey, maybe we should try it. And they're like, no, I don't No, That's like not how we're going to do it because I have this thing you know and and really they might even agree with you but they don't want to agree with you because they don't want to look wrong yeah and um so i think especially for for all the young worship leaders out there um when something comes up yeah just be like i don't know yeah and that's okay yeah. you know and and then and i think a lot of people actually um you'll gain a lot of respect yeah. that way and so something that you know not cuz i'm so wise or like yoda or something but um when I first got here, the Lord really just put in my heart, just like Josh, do not fake it, yeah. or you'll just be eaten up. You know, people mm. people um, will show you so much more grace if you're just being honest with them. Yeah. And so, I think it was like first month of me being here. I was like, guys, I want you to know, like, I feel like the new kid on the block. You know, you guys have been here for a long time. You've been playing music. You guys have been doing this thing together. You guys have inside jokes. Yeah. And um, so, I just want you guys to know, I'm I'm learning. I'm growing, this is very new to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, if you guys could just show me a lot of grace throughout it. And one of the guys immediately, and he and I hadn't really talked before, he's like, well, we welcome you to the block. You know, and so, <laughs> um, so that was like kind of a beginning, but I yeah. think if I had come in like puffy chest, and yeah. I don't think I'd actually be On here your anymore.
0: Finger and totally, one I, one I don't doing. think I would
1: actually be here anymore. I don't yeah. think, cause I need, we're in like a partnership. Yeah, There's a healthy tension with any creative, um, form you know where it's like you don't have to just have yes man next to you all the time yeah. but there's like this healthy tension um but then you also at the end of the day we're still on the same team yeah. we're partners we're together yeah. we're in this fight together and caring for each other
0: all these things i can't help but think of longevity of a worship leader totally. like if you want to be doing this for the long haul you know and be successful you know um love god <laughs> love people stay humble communicating, show yourself grace, Mm. make time for rest, you know, um, whatever that looks like, whether it's a hobby, whether it's taking a walk, getting on your dirt bike, playing some games, you know, some hot Frito chips, whatever, with lemon on it. Uh, What's it like being a creative here in the Pacific Northwest?
1: I feel like there's a lot of different environments, a lot of different subcultures of music and art and, You know, you go to downtown Portland, it's a whole different thing than if you're out on the coast. And then, you know, from the coast to southern Oregon to northern Washington, all these, you know, Seattle has its own music vibe totally going on. And um, so it's sweet. I think it's getting to rub shoulders with people, though. And, you know, trying to find those folks and hanging out with them and, um, hey, what what can I learn about music? What can I learn about creating something? from you, yeah. um, not necessarily always feeling like you have to bring something to the table, but sometimes just getting to receive what others are already doing, yeah. and um, so yeah, I've, something I noticed about Portland, uh, I feel like California is a little different, and Nashville, with Portland Seattle, Portland Seattle I think the music scene, creative culture is just gritty yeah. as a whole. Um, I don't know if that has to do somewhat with our weather, and it's just a little more <laughs> depressing. But it's just more gritty as a whole. Yeah. And so that's something that I think even writing songs for the church is like—you're um, writing them for where people are at. Yeah. And so um, I don't know if that answers some of the questions. Some of the the groups, like I would totally hang out with them, play music, but I don't fit in with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you've gotten this, but. A lot of Portland kind of has like a vibe within the like overall prevailing culture of just uh, secular culture music and stuff. So uh, a little more intense and yeah. stuff. But, um, but at the same time, uh, there's some great folks and musically like bring a lot to the table yeah. and um, gain the even care for them when you hang out with them. So
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. What project are you working on?
1: Um, right now, I'm actually working on a collection of songs, and, and I think this is kind of from my own journey. A couple of years ago, I had an emotional breakdown, and um, just couldn't function, and a lot of hurt from a previous church and such, and so I don't know. I haven't completely set on a towel, but I think it's going to be like, May We Heal, yeah. and um, just songs about like healing and um, like a lot of like resting in Christ and who He yeah. is and Him being the healer. Yeah, and um, so that's kind of something I'm working on right now. I have already about six songs. These written, are your written. songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait yeah. to hear them. You're gonna have to so, show me. So, yeah, show me but, some of those.
1: Um, but yeah, that's you know still pretty yeah. raw. So yeah. that's that's something I've been working on.
0: Well, uh, we're gonna be praying for you. You know that uh, that all that comes together for you. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who need to hear those songs. Mm. You know, healing songs, yeah. resting songs. You know. Um, we're getting close to finishing up here, so I got a couple more questions. Um, it goes, if you could collaborate with another creative here in the Pacific Northwest, who would it be with?
1: That's a good question. Um, a lot of great folks. I mean, just people. He actually, even I play music with in college. Okay. Yeah, you know, a buddy named Amos, and uh, he taught me how to play in dadgad. You know, start starting my kind of journey with open tunings, and then he was making his own tunings. Yeah. Guy is just an incredible musician. Wow. So, um, uh, Amos Bannum. And a good dude. And then, you know, if it would be like other people, you know, anyone I guess down to like Reading with like Bethel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, those, those folks are extremely talented. And um, those to be off the top of my head. All right. You know, kind of people I could yeah. think of. But there's, there's a lot of other talent that I'm still getting to know a lot of folks. So, yeah, yeah. You
0: know. Dude, that's great, that's great. Um, as we talk about the Pacific Northwest, what kind of impact are you desiring to have here mm. or what have you seen what kind of impact have you seen you having here
1: oh yeah yeah um, yeah i totally i think um i think kind of once again just being that kind of that voice of bringing healing into a lot of communities yeah and um what that looks like is going to vary from place to place okay so
0: yeah there you go get ready because there's some healing coming Yeah, y'all. it's <laughs> coming it's already happening here at Cover chapel southeast um well that's pretty much all the big questions I wanted to ask you, you know, and it, thank you so much for just sharing your journey and, and being honest and vulnerable and, uh, and, and just really giving us a glimpse of, of what your creative journey's been like. Um, and just to finish off, you know, we wanna have some speed round questions, not much thought, you know, just, you know, we don't wanna take too long, but just speed questions. Uh, who do you, what do you, what do you like most about the Great Northwest?
1: Oh, the outdoors. Outdoors. For sure. Okay. Yeah, any, yeah.
0: Is there a particular place you recommend? Like, Um, try this place
1: out. Yeah, going out to Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach. You know, you walk from Cannon Beach, you can go hiking, you can go surfing, you can do bicycle riding, you can do, do, you know, it's a a great spot, yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, What's been your favorite place to eat lately?
1: Oh man, my wife and I actually like Thai food, and this is not super elaborate or anything, but we also have to gauge restaurants on how quick can we get food, and how quick can we sit down with two kids. (laughs) So there's a little place called Rice Tide Cookery that we like to go to. Great spot. Uh,
0: What's your go-to coffee place?
1: Go-to coffee is Starbucks. Starbucks. Because of out of necessity. But my favorite coffee in the area would be Heart um, Coffee. And then also uh, Kova. Kova. Yeah. So I used to work at a shop that served heart. And uh, that was a great, great time of learning about some good coffee.
0: Who are you reading lately?
1: Uh, once again, Brennan Manning, Brennan Manning. you know Brennan Manning and then um, The title of the, the book you read Ra- Ragamuffin or? Gospel. I mean, it's one that I go back to a lot yeah. uh, What I'm about to dive into is Ruthless Trust Ruthless as Trust. well and then By whom? Brennan Manning as Brennan well. Manning. Okay. Uh, and then there's a book written back in I think it's late 80s early 90s can't think of the author right now But it's called a minute for margin. Okay, almost prophetic. Yeah. talking about culture Accelerating yeah. and what they're doing and then practical steps on how to slow down
0: whose music are you listening to
1: oh man it varies a lot of movie scores once again yeah yeah um still listen to phil wickham and then switchfoot i love love switchfoot love john foreman yeah i'm hoping and he's going to come out with another it. single project one of these days so.
0: and the beautiful letdown album you yep. that's my favorite a few years back oh back. Great, dude every song album. on there dude it's just incredible oh uh, where can folks learn more about you online man
1: oh facebook facebook so josh jr for my middle initials, not junior. Okay. Josh JR Foster okay. at Facebook. And then um, on Facebook. And then, um, you know, I'm on Instagram. I think okay. it's the same, same handle. Um, and that's where, you know, new music and stuff as well. I, I post a lot of stuff on there.
0: Dude, that's great. Well, there you go, y'all. That's where you can learn more about him. And uh, once again, Josh, I just want to say thank you for being on this podcast and for sharing from your creative life and journey with us. And for everyone out there listening in, go online. And check out Josh Foster. Um, if you're here in the Portland area and you want to get to meet him in person, you know, if you're a worship leader, just want to collaborate with another worship leader, you know, just uh, send him an email or connect, or maybe just come and visit his awesome church, you know, and get to really see him, you know, in, in, in live, just um, you know, loving on people, loving on God, and doing it with such a humble heart. Um, so. Josh, thank you for being on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, We just want to thank all of our podcast listeners and for being a part of this creative community where we share our stories and inspire one another. Learn more about us at northwestcreativespodcast.com. If you like this episode, leave us a positive review either on Anchor, Spotify, or on iTunes.